Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast. God damn it. Only one of us is an actual father, and none of us are priests. <laughs> My name's James Dreer, and I just got access to a couple drops, so you might you might get the old ballpark uh, chant a couple times. But uh, joining me tonight is uh, Trey Stinky Fingers Jose. Oh, what's up? Wrong sport, dude. That's baseball. Uh, what did I say? No, the, the sound that you're playing. That's like a baseball oh. game, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Charge! So, <laughs> um, that's classic. No uh, Tyler Big, Irby Herbach uh, tonight. He is out sick with uh, COVID 4.0. So wish him the best. He's a three-time <laughs> survivor. What's the yeah. actual reason? I honestly I forget. Um, so I'm not uh, sure where he's at. Someone might want to run men together at the same time. Someone might want to check on him. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to donate to the Big Irby Foundation, uh, help us find him. We don't know what happened. Oh shit! I can't stop. Won't stop. All right. Um, tonight we're going through our starts of the week. <laughs> Starts and sits, um, and touching on some of the bigger news topics uh, at the start of the show that have happened, um, like some trades or one trade that's happened and some other stuff. So um, it's always fun to talk about our starts of the week, though, and give our insight on guys that you should or shouldn't be plugging into your lineups. Uh, we do not have the time, unfortunately, to go through every single matchup. So uh, if you have a question about someone specific that we do not cover on this episode, just hit us up at the FF Fathers on Twitter and uh, we can answer that for you promptly. Yeah, as Jim pointed out, this episode is going to be a little different, a little shorter, more to the point, just for our own sake, for our own schedules. But we're still willing to give you the content. So if you got questions about something that we don't talk about, just hit us up. One of us will let you know. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, this is still free labor. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, all right. News. Let's get right into that. I think the biggest news is to pay us. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> someone pay money. us. We don't know what we're doing, but someone pay us. All right. Um Oh, exactly. Loading. Cam Akers, uh, big news today, was traded to the Minnesota Vikings. Um, obviously, the Rams were looking for a trade. Uh, there's something that happened in that relationship. It started last year, uh, whether it's personality conflicts or whatever, or just performance related. But uh, eventually, the Rams get their uh accomplish their goals and trade cam Akers. um they swapped 2026 draft picks obviously madison is still there he's been terrible uh the offense has been terrible running the ball not throwing it but running and i i think this is you know there's a reason they traded for cam i i don't really think it's you know madison's still the guy and cam will fill in i think it's going to be that way for maybe a game but once cam gets up to speed um he's familiar with with the offense coordinator in this offense um so it shouldn't take too long i think it's either going to be a direct split or or cam takes over i don't think either guy is very talented um so i'm not really you know looking to trade for either one of these guys or or want them on my starting lineup so it's kind of a lot of smoke with no fire, really. I mean, there's not a lot of fantasy value to be had here, in my opinion. Yeah, not not at the moment, at least. I mean, the Vikings backfield, someone's got to eat. But Cam Akers scares the shit out of me now. After whatever yeah. happened on the Rams, which I think will be like a bigger story than we think right now. I mean, that's twice in a year and a half that he's been in the doghouse with them. For whatever reason, he got out of it last year. Yeah, and I, I, just, I mean, and they tried to say it's like wrong, dude. they tried to say it's like not a a personality conflict or a, a, like a character know, issue, character issue. But 
it's it's got to be something because this is now you know a year and a half of going on with this and it's not like he's hurt they just want to get rid of him they just want him out of the building so clearly something is not right well and the rams can run the ball the vikings bring hit acres in hopefully he's going to help and he's basically just doing what madison's doing they're getting a good amount of touches but they're not moving the ball very well acres touched the ball 22 times in week one and averaged 1.3 yards yeah i mean i i look i have cam acres in zero leagues i play in a lot of leagues i have cam acres in zero including best ball um alexander madison i think i have in one league where i punted my rb2 position and just took him because uh, he fell a little bit, um, and those are the only—that's the only league that I have either of these guys. And so, if you've been listening to the show, I mean, I don't think we were high on either of these guys coming into the off season, but I—I I feel like I certainly wasn't. But if you're in the position where you have either one of them, I think you kind of just have to hold on to them. I don't—I don't know, you know, if there's—if you're really going to get a whole lot of trade value out of either one of them, unless there's someone out there that really likes Cam Akers. No, they have no value right now. You got to wait until something happens. One of them breaks out. All right, let's move on. Um, Dolphins wide receiver Jalen Waddle not seen practicing today due to a concussion. So keep an eye out uh, for him and his status leading up to Sunday. Uh, Derek Henry limited today in practice. Toe injury could be turf toe. Not really sure. I assume he will definitely play. Um, there were some murmurings of Roshan Johnson. Uh, eventually will emerge as the primary back uh, in Chicago. And I think if you watch the tape, I mean, Roshan has definitely been more efficient with his touches than Khalil Herbert. Um, I still think that's going to take some time, but in my opinion, that's that's kind of where I'm leaning on the on the Chicago running back situation is I think Roshan's probably going to take over eventually. Yeah, I think a lot of us were on board with that. Maybe more so you and Big Irby, but uh, fucking cat's out of the bag now. Everybody knows what he's capable of. He's been doing pretty good already. It's it's promising. So once he gets that spot, it's it's going to be fun for him and whoever's got him on your team. Uh, Lions wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown did not practice Wednesdays dealing with a toe as well probably turf toe um, I expect Amon Ra will probably play he's pretty tough um, and if he plays you, if, if the sun god plays you play the sun god you know what I mean mm-hmm. sure as the sun rises <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah and obviously Kareem Hunt signing a one year deal with the Browns uh, you know, the big waiver wire ad was Ford. Uh, people spent just about all their money on him. Um, uh, we'll see how this goes. I mean, I, I think Jerome Ford will be the guy, uh, you know, both these guys were on the roster last year. Um, Kareem Hunt's contract was coming up. Uh, he wanted a pay raise and they decided to go with Jerome Ford um, instead, so I, I imagine the team still feels the same about these two guys, if not more so even for Jerome Ford. So I think Ford will be the guy, but obviously Kareem Hunt's going to be involved and going to be a depth piece for them, and I assume will take over his same role, which was third down work and you know a pass-catching role. Oh, yeah. Big Irby called it on our waiver wire episode that it makes sense for them to sign him, and that's what they did. He's just another body. Like he's a perfect replacement as for that running back room, and hopefully I, Ford is the guy moving forward. Yeah, I imagine that's the case, and I just say temper expectations for both guys. Really, you know, uh, Ford is not Nick Chubb. There's not many Nick Chubbs out there as far as the talent uh, he has as a pure runner, and I think a lot of people spent a shit ton of money on him. Because uh, they were, you know, either Nick Chubb owners or they thought Ford could be the guy. And we talked about it. And, you know, I think Ford is talented, but he's not Nick Chubb. So temper expectations there. I think that got a little out of hand, but um, that's what happens. You know, <laughs> running backs are scarce. So uh, Kareem Hunt, I would temper expectations as well because 
he's now not been playing football for a while. I think had a clear drop off in talent and, and production last year. Um, and so I'm not expecting him to come out and, and be a world burner uh, right out of the gate. You know, some people are spending a decent amount of fab on Kareem Hunt. Oh, yeah, I think the time has passed. I forgot what the graphic was that I saw about Kareem Hunt, but basically in his last 20 games, he hasn't really done anything significant. So times have changed. Can't quit, keep living in the past, man. If you're stuck on that, move on. For sure, as we will also move on to our starts of the week because that's about all the news uh, that we have. So Hell yeah, uh, that's our first one of the year, right? Yeah, we missed last week. You know, it is what it is. Uh, but we're here for you when we can be. Which is right now. So here we go. It's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> we are here All for right. you. Yeah, let's get into these uh, starts of the week. Um, we want to start at the quarterback position. Let's go ahead and do that. Yeah. You want to lead it off? Yeah, I'll kick us off with my start of the week at quarterback. It's going to be Kirk Cousins. Uh, he's He's been great. Um, 72.7 completion percentage on 88 attempts. That's top of the NFL is in terms of that ratio. Um, Chargers defense, they're giving up the third most points per game uh, total, not just to the quarterback position, but just points overall. They're high up there uh, as well as points given to the quarterback. But, uh, you know, this defense leaks. Uh, They give you opportunity to score points. And the Vikings can do that through the air. They can't run the ball. That's why they just traded for Cam Akers. That's still going to be a a work in progress. They're going to be able to throw the ball, though, uh, efficiently and effectively. And I want every piece of this matchup. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. Both uh, defenses are not very good. Um, so, yeah, Kirk Cousins is my quarterback start of the week. Oh, yeah. That whole passing game is going to be killer this week. Jordan Addison's looking good. I believe we'll talk about him later. Yeah, he may get a mention. Who's your start of the week at quarterback? My quarterback start of the week is going to be Baker Mayfield versus the Eagles. Let's go. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he looked let's pretty go. damn good last week, dude. Um, well, impressive enough, at least. A big difference from week one. I like what I saw from him. And they're playing the Eagles this week. Right now, the Eagles are a horrible defense against quarterbacks, just the passing game in general. And I'm just going to ride that until they stop sucking against quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield's thrown the ball 34 times in both starts. He's close to being a top 12 quarterback. I think once he gets there, he's going to you know, hover around that area. And he'll do pretty good this week. No, I, I think, uh, you know, he's a spot starter like this. Like Mike Evans clearly fits uh, exactly what Baker Mayfield wants. An elite receiver that, you know, wins down the field even when he's covered. And it's helping Baker a lot because Baker's not the guy that, uh, you know, fits it into tight places and is super accurate with the football. So I, I like it. You know, getting down and dirty uh, if you're in a super flex league and let's say you had Daniel Jones, you know, I would have started someone like Baker over Daniel Jones against the Niners. You know, obviously we're getting this episode late, uh, out late, but, you know, I was worried Mm -hmm. about old Danny Dimes tonight and that is exactly what's happening. Um, All right. Tyler's Tyler, big Herbie Herbox was, uh, you know, just on top of it and uh, able to get us his starts and sits of the week as well. So I'll give you his. Uh, he has Geno Smith, the Seattle Seahawks quarterback, as his start of the week. And I guess I'll uh, give you his little insert here that he, <laughs> he wrote. Uh, Geno and the Hawks get the Panthers this week, who have made Desmond Ritter and Derek Carr look like Pro Bowl QBs in the first two weeks of the season. Geno is definitely a tier or two above both of them. Uh, and Seattle's offense started clicking last week against the Lions. I expect Gino to once again produce a top 10 day. Gino Smith, baby. I think I the Seahawks it. are going to fuck the Panthers up this week. Yeah, they very well might. Yeah, that, that 
Panthers offense is struggling, uh, to say the least, right now. So, and so is their defense. So, so there's yeah. So is their defense, <laughs> which is it's not bad. a good combination. And I don't know if you saw that, but Bryce Young is not even playing this week. So it's going to be ah, uh, oh, god damn it! Why do I always forget his name? Andy Dalton is going to yeah. be start for the Panthers. Jeez, not a mm-hmm. good look. Well, is Bryce Young hurt? Is it, did I miss something? What's going on here? Yeah, he's got a nagging injury, I'm pretty sure. Just like a little something-something. Nothing too crazy. My shit is not working, though. He has got an ankle problem. He did not practice mm. today. Not expected to play in week three. All right. All right, let's do a sits of the week. That is sits of the week at quarterback. And I will start there. This one um, is a little spicy, but um, I think I'll just say the name, I guess, first. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is my sit of the week at quarterback. If um, it's not an absolute must sit, but you know, if you have another really good option, another solid quarterback on your roster, I would consider sitting T-Law until we see some uh, improvement. Um, Lawrence, he's thrown just two touchdown passes this season, and now he has the Texans. And, you know, the Texans' defense is not stifling or, or scary, but the problem is they've just allowed one touchdown pass this season because run, or teams can run the ball all over them. Dating well, back to yeah, dating back to the start of 2022, they've allowed just 16 passing touchdowns total, which is the fewest in the league. Uh, again, because teams can run the ball all over them, uh, they have more interceptions, 17 than touchdowns allowed in that same span. Trevor Lawrence has played the Houston Texans twice uh, last season and threw for 219 yards per game with zero touchdowns and three interceptions combined. Um, this really could just be a game where the Jaguars rely on Travis Etienne, maybe a little bit of Bigsby, and they have a lot of success on the ground just because everyone does. Um, so I just would rather not start Lawrence, who hasn't been great anyways, and probably is not going to have to have a really good game to beat this team. Man, I like all that information. Makes me want to bet on it. Just bet all the unders on Trevor Lawrence playing that game. <laughs> yeah, you could. Chances are it'll hit. I mean, I don't know. I haven't looked at the odds or what they have them at, but. Well, if you had told someone the Texans have more interceptions than touchdowns allowed in the passing game in the last year, I don't think anyone would believe that. That's crazy. Yeah. Pretty under the radar for them. So I, I like all that. That's a good sit, I think. My sit of the week, it's going to be Derek Carr. Versus the Packers. Um, <laughs> I am no longer riding in the car. I got the fuck out of the car. <laughs> He's out Can't of the car. It. Get him out, out of the, of the car. car. I sold the car, bought an AR-15. I'm not Anthony Richardson. But uh, that's a whole different story. So, yeah, Derek Carr. He's only thrown one touchdown this year. Two interceptions. Even though he has all those weapons, he's still not scoring touchdowns. He's playing decent football, but I think Green Bay is going to be able to shut him down pretty easily this week. And I'm I'm avoiding him right now. There, there will be weeks where you can play him, but I don't think it's going to happen this week uh, against the Packers. All right, man. Turning on your own family there. That's uh, serious stuff. Hey, he turned his back on my family, okay? It's like Fast and the Furious. It's all about family, and he's not part of the Raiders' <laughs> family no more, dude. Um, all right, Tyler, Big Herbie Herbox sit of the week was Daniel Jones. We don't have to go into uh, much discussion about that since that game has already happened by the time you're listening to this. And Besides clearly, the fact that he was right. He was also right because Daniel Jones isn't doing shit. So um, let's move on to the running back position. I have... Travis Etienne is my start of the week versus the Houston Texans. Again, giving up eight most points to the running back so far. That's uh, at 23.75 points per game. 
Um, and Tank Bigsby has really not been a factor at all, um, much like a lot of people thought he would be. I thought he would be more involved uh, in this offense personally out of the gate, and he just hasn't been. Maybe that's because he's a rookie and they're bringing him along slowly, but for whatever reason, uh, Bigsby's only played only played 21% of snaps week one and 19% of snaps week two uh, and had zero touches uh, last week. So ETN right now is the guy, and Houston has been terrible um, against the run historically. Uh, it's been probably the most fantasy-friendly matchup for running backs, uh, I would say, the last three years. So uh, Travis ETN, uh, absolutely a smash start. Turning into it like a Texans episode real quick. Just going deep on him. Yeah, come on. And I agree with you. I'll just say this, ETN. It's not like he's, you know, doing fantastic in the backfield. The Jaguars themselves are getting off to a slow start. So maybe once things like start picking up, Bigsby will have a, a bigger role because it's not like ETN's just like solidifying his spot. He's got around four yards of carry, maybe like fifteen attempts per game. Not that many targets. There's still something to be had there. If you just keep an eye on old Tank. Yeah, but, but my running week. back. Not this week, yeah, but I would just say just keep an eye on him for sure. Um, my running back start of the week is going to be Kenny Walker versus the Panthers. His stats, kind of like ETN, they've been a little bit like less than desired, but he's still taking majority snaps in the backfield, around 70%. They're going against the Panthers. They have one of the leakiest run defenses in the league. And in the last two games, they've given up two touchdowns, two running backs. So I think it's pretty safe to say Kenneth Walker gets at least one touchdown this game, maybe even both. He still has a... a a bigger target share than uh, Charbonnet does at this point. So Kenneth Walker's looking really good for uh, looking good for me this week. I like him. Come on, yep, Kenneth Walker. Uh, Tyler Big Herbert Herbach has Joe Mixon as his start of the week. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals running back uh, Mixon, as well the, as the entire offense, has uh, been off to a slow start this season. Currently sitting as RB twenty twenty or 2022 uh 22 uh running back 22 is joe mixon there uh is word that joe burrow might not be able to play in this game after re-aggravating his calf injury in week two says tyler big herbie rock um yeah and just to touch on that i mean joe's saying he's doing everything he can to play but it's not looking good it's a monday night game so if you do have joe burrow probably want to find a pivot sooner rather than later um pivot we need that for a sound drop pivot pivot because i'm sure the Bengals want to you know make sure he's healthy um but uh even if uh joe burrow does play the Bengals are going to need to rely on the running game uh, to take the pressure and pass rush off of burrow because again their offensive line is still terrible um and can't protect burrow so either way mixon you know he's the guy there he should see a large workload this week over 20 carries is what tyler's thinking uh against a run defense that isn't great so that kind of usage that kind of volume against not a great run defense uh should put joe mixon in a position to produce how quickly things change we're talking about the Bengals in week three and we're just like can we trust their offense (laughs) <laughs> fucking it's ridiculous this fantasy year has been a little crazy already out of the you know first two gate or the first two weeks uh with all the injuries and stuff so yeah with joey b being out yeah this is, seems like a great start this week i like yeah. him what about jamar chase though would you start jamar chase i was thinking about that when i was doing my wide receivers yeah, joe burrow's I mean, out <sighs> would you start jamar chase if joe burrow's officially out I mean, it, it all depends on your lineup. I guess if you have someone like, I don't know, like a Jordan Addison or maybe even a Zay Flowers um, sitting Puka, on your bench. Puka I'd, Nakua? I would, or start, I would definitely start Puka over him, yeah, if Joe Burrow's out. Perfect okay. example of how quickly things change. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fantasy, man. I mean, it is what it is. I don't even know who their backup quarterback is, but it's not Joe Burrow, so while Chase would still get targets, how good are those targets going to be? Probably not very accurate, you know, 
It's like Zach Wilson with Garrett Wilson. It's tough to start Garrett Wilson right now because Zach Wilson is still terrible at football. So you can get yeah. targets. Doesn't mean it's they're good targets. The backup to Joe Burrows, Jake Browning, fourth year man out of UW, University of Washington. And he has only one pass attempt in his entire career. And that's in four years, folks. So if Joe Burrow's out, it's definitely going to be a pretty good struggle for that one. And as far as I know, I don't think they even have, they're probably going to bring another quarter off quarterback off the practice squad, but that's who they got is Jake Browning behind Joe Burrow. I don't see anybody else listed here. So yeah, Jake Browning from university of Washington. Um, <laughs> oh, it's going to be a bad one. If Joey B doesn't start, I might have to bet against these boys. All right. Um, where are we at? Sit of the week at running back. Uh, yes, right. sir. Yes. Um, okay, so I have James Connor as my sit of the week versus Dallas. Uh, I think if you can sit Connor or any Cardinals this week, uh, I would absolutely do it. Dallas is only giving up 6.6 points per game to the running back position. That is the number one in the NFL. They've been absolutely dominant. Um, they, unfortunately, speaking of injuries, lost Trayvon Diggs today to an season-ending ACL tear in practice during one-on-one drills. Uh, But I still think Dallas is going to dominate this Arizona offense literally all game long. Arizona's offense is not good. Dallas's defense is really good. So, yeah, I would avoid starting any Cardinal. Yep, that's a good one. I was going to take James Conner, too, but I saw you already took him. So I was like, damn it. That's a great sit. I'm avoiding that offense for sure. (laughs) <laughs> My, yeah, sniped him right from under me. That's an easy one. for Even with Diggs out, I don't care. The Cowboys are going to smack him. I like but, the easy ones. Uh, don't we all? Uh, speaking of easy ones, uh, White is who my sit running back of the week is. Uh, Rashad White. I'm sitting him against the Eagles. So I'm starting Baker Mayfield against the Eagles, but not Rashad White. He hasn't looked good very far even though he does have a strong snap share of this backfield. He has a good grip on it, but Chase Edmonds is starting to chip away at that. So I think this game he has a little bit less carries than he has had in the last couple weeks, less touches in general. And the Eagles have not allowed a score to a running back at all this year, whether it's through the air or on the ground. The Eagles have been absolutely stellar. So Rashad White, I think he's going to have a quiet week. And I would, if you can pivot, you better pivot. (laughs) Pivot. Um, all right, Tyler's sit of the week at running back is another uh, good one, I think, in my opinion. Uh, Damian Pierce, I was actually looking at choosing him and then realized Tyler had already chosen him. But uh, Damian Pierce, the running back for the Houston Texans, uh, this year has been rough. Um, and I don't know if Tyler has it written down, but they've had four of their starting linemen, offensive linemen, out with injury and are still uh, – still out so it's going to continue to be a struggle for Damian Pierce um he's had has a total of less than 10 points through two games you know people drafted him kind of as an RB2 in that fourth to fifth round so this is obviously a disappointing start Tyler's saying hey go ahead and hit the pause button on him if you have someone else you can throw in as your RB2 uh, would do so. The Jags have only given up 93 yards and zero touchdowns on the season so far to running backs. Uh, they yeah. have been susceptible through the air, uh, but Pierce uh, doesn't get a whole lot of work in the passing game, so uh, Pierce is, is definitely looking like a sit for now. <clears throat> yeah, RIP to that, man. I definitely thought he was going to be an RB2 guy starting the season off but hopefully things will turn around for him because if you're like me you definitely drafted him you know in that rb2 range hoping to get something out of him yeah i mean i think it's i think a lot of it has to do with the offensive line being unhealthy um but so until they start to get some of those guys back i would uh i would look to definitely pivot from uh from davian pierce this is officially the pivot podcast this is the Pivot Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Um, all right, my wide receiver start of the week. I'm going to actually go ahead and give us a good old 
Charger and Mike Williams as my wide receiver mm. start of the week. Um, again, I want every piece out of this matchup, which is the LA Chargers and the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I want every piece I can get out of this game because I think there's going to be a ton of fantasy points scored. Uh, both of these defenses have been giving up a ton of points and I think they will continue to do so against each other. So Mike Williams, um, also on the other side of the ball, the other wide receiver too, Jordan Addison. Um, if you have either one of those guys, I would be uh, forcing them into my lineups this week. Yeah, that's a great pick because I was going to choose Jordan Addison, but then I saw that you chose two wide receivers to start. Very, oh, you uh, should have just texted me. <clears throat> this, it was, I was just like, <laughs> I, honestly, Jordan Addison was just going to be a mention. But, yeah, you should have just told me. I would have said, hey, take him. Nah, you already had him. I, w- I was going to Addison, a- a- Addison to my wide receiver starts, but whatever. That didn't work. I haven't tried to punt in a while. I feel Thanks. terrible. I'm rusty. Yeah. I feel terrible. So, yeah, I was going to choose Jordan Addison, but I decided to uh, pivot. No, <laughs> uh, my start of the week is uh, like your wide stu- receiver. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It was, uh, you know, when I was trying to uh, going through figuring out who I'm going to be picking for my wide receiver starts of the week, I was like, you know what? Might as well be George Pickens, baby. Oh, come on. Come on. Yeah. It, it takes a while to start up. It's like, you know, diesel engine in the winter. Just give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> so I got George Pickens uh, versus the Raiders as my start of the week for receiver. Uh, with Deontay Johnson out last week, Pickens saw a huge uptick in his usage. And I've been big on Pickens all offseason, especially after last year. If you look at my highlight video of any of his catches, this guy's going to be the truth soon. And it looks like with Deontay Johnson out, might be sooner than we expected. So George Pickens faces the Raiders defense, has given up two wide receiver touchdowns in both games that they've played so far. Pickens is the premier wide receiver on this offense. He's bound to get at least at least a touchdown and probably over 100 yards. The Raiders have not been very good against big play guys. Their two starting cornerbacks right now are giving up like a an average of a 120 QBR when they're being targeted. So they can't stop shit right now. So George Pickens all day. All right. Come on, Kenny Pickett. Let's mm-hmm. get accurate, man. Let's get going, you know? Oh, Pittsburgh. Um, all right, Tyler, Big Herbie Herbox, start of the week is Zay Flowers at receiver for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Tyler says, Flowers' first two games into his rookie season have been decent. He is second among all rookies in targets, receptions, and yards, but has not been able to get in the end zone. Um, I will say on that, you know, the Ravens have been force-feeding him the ball, trying to get him into the end zone as uh even in the red zone, I remember watching last week, there was one drive that they literally went to him like three plays in a row um, in the red zone after he uh, basically took him all the way down the field. Um, but he was just exhausted. But anyways, if I continue Tyler's statement, the changes uh, this week, he thinks as far as him getting into the end zone, when he goes against uh, the Colts, who are giving up the second most points to wide receivers uh, so far in the year, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is also dealing with an ankle injury that makes his status for the game uncertain. Uh, this will give Flowers more targets, which will lead to a big time, uh, big to a big game for the Rook. Um, I, I agree. I think uh, Zay Flowers is a good pick. Um, I think he he's their number one weapon on the outside. Uh, whether OBJ is there or not, whether Rashad Bateman is there or not. Um, it's Mark Andrews on the inside, Zay Flowers on the outside. So uh, I'm happy to start Zay Flowers. Oh, yeah. And if you've watched any of the Ravens offense this year, when Zay Flowers gets the ball, it's electric, man. He's really out here saucing people up. It looks very promising in the future, especially this week with OBJ dealing with that injury. All right, let's move on to our sits of the week at receiver. And uh, this one really pains me. Makes me really sad. Uh, <laughs> I have to use this drop again for this one because my sit of the week at the wide receiver position is the Garrett Wilson wide receiver out of the New York Jets. 
football team. Um, J-E-T-S. Sucks, man. I, I, you know, I'm one of those people that drafted Garrett Wilson pretty much everywhere uh, that I could. Um, and, you know, hey, we got we got unlucky. Aaron Rodgers is obviously not playing again this season, at least this fantasy season. Or ever and again. Just can't trust uh, Zach Wilson, man. Cannot trust Zach Wilson at all. Uh, last week, if you did start Garrett Wilson, we got lucky. You know, he made a big play. Um, but, you know, out of his eight targets, he was able to catch two. One of those was those that big play that went for, I think, 80-something yards or close to it, and he scored a touchdown. So um, this week they have the New England Patriots. If you got away with it last week starting Garrett Wilson, I would not try it again. The last mm-hmm. time Zach Wilson played Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, Zach Wilson had a total of nine completions for 77 passing yards. So, hell yeah. Avoid it if you can. You know. Yeah, I think that's a good example to diversify your assets when you're drafting because I know you were going hard on Garrett Wilson. And I, I yeah. tried to snag him on a lot of leagues too, but, you know, it is fantasy, baby. You never know. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, if you have, you know, Puka, I would start Puka over Garrett Wilson. Easily. Uh, Mike Williams, I would start over Garrett Wilson. Uh, Jamar Chase? I would start over Garrett Wilson for sure. Um, unless Joe's out, then you can have that discussion. If Joe's out, I would, Garrett Wilson. I'd probably go Garrett Wilson, but, yeah, it's pretty unfortunate. So, I mean, I would even start probably a Zay Flowers over Garrett Wilson right now. Oh, I definitely would. I think that's that's an easy decision at this point. Until they show some kind of chemistry between themselves, I'm not doing it. And if, if you didn't get the note from what Jim just said about the Patriots beating the absolute shit out of Zach Wilson most of his career, start the Patriots defense. They're available in most leagues. All right. <clears throat> so do my uh, wide receiver sit of the week is going to be DeAndre Hopkins versus the Browns. He is wide receiver one for the Titans, but it doesn't matter because they are a horrible passing offense. And so far, the Browns have done pretty well against the Bengals and the Steelers. They haven't allowed any touchdowns besides uh, one big play to George Pickens in that Steelers game. The Browns did play the Bengals during like a weird rainy week one game. But either way, they, they shut them down. So the Browns are on a tear right now. Titans are doing what they usually do. They can't throw the fucking ball. So I'm not going with D-Hop in any league if I don't have to. Yep, I would uh, agree with you on that one. Um, Tyler's start of the, or sit of the week, excuse me, is uh, Terry McLaurin. This is uh, kind of a matchup play, I think, is where Tyler was uh, leaning with this. Uh, he said, I, I still expect him to have a good season, but this week, It's going to be rough going up against the Bills defense. It's given up the third least amount of yards to wide receivers on the season. Um, I I don't know if I agree with this 100%. You know, I think Terry's very talented, and I think uh, they found something in Sam Howell. Like, Sam Howell is pretty good. (laughs) If you watch the tape, he's pretty fucking good, and he's got a rocket on him. So, you know, I think if anyone can – go out there and gain some yards against the Bills. Um, I'm not putting it past Scary Terry. I, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he's a, a must-sit this week. I, I'd be thinking about it for sure. But like you said, Sam Howell's been impressive. But the, the numbers for Scary Terry are a little, little down compared to like recent years as far as targets and all that. Maybe it's just because he's just now getting it together with Sam Howell. His snap percentage is still there, but his targets are a little lower than what they usually are. So the yeah. usual scary Terry, I think we're seeing seeing a little bit less than what we usually would like to see. Yeah, and that you know, that'll come with time, right? They're figuring out this offense, figuring out a new quarterback and a whole new literally uh, offensive playbook with Eric Bieniemy. So um I would still be willing to to play Terry as like a low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three. 
Um, uh, you're a risky right. man, but yeah, he does fall in that category. Let's uh, move on to the tight end position. Uh, start of the week. I'm going Hunter Henry. Hell yeah, baby. We're doing tight ends, starts. We're back in it. <laughs> doesn't give me doesn't nothing give me more juice. Come on. Come on. Um, yeah, I'm on Hunter Henry, the tight end for the New England Patriots. Uh he's playing against the New York Jets this week. The Jets are giving up the seventh most points to the tight end position at eleven point nine points per game. And uh the big question mark coming into, you know, or at the end of this off season, um, on this offense was, is Hunter Henry the tight end one or is it Mike Kosicki? And clearly I think that's been answered. It's, it's Hunter Henry. He is the number one receiving tight end, uh, on this offense as of right now. Um, he's second in air, air yards is Hunter Henry, uh, for tight ends behind only Zach Ertz through the first two weeks. Um, and that's the entire NFL. He's second. So, uh, obviously a red zone target as well has caught every ball that's been thrown to him in the red zone. Um, I'm okay with starting Hunter Henry this week. Um, I'm happy to because this position is a fucking shit show as it always is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it always is. But Hunter Henry has everything you look for in a tight end in this fucking horrible landscape of tight ends. He's got snap percentage and he's got targets. And he's yep. scoring touchdowns, which is really just a cherry on top for me, I think, from tight ends. But he um, he's on the field like 85% of the time, getting in at least six targets a game. He's definitely a worthy starting tight end, um, just in general, really. So uh, my tight end start of the week is going to be Sam Laporta versus the Falcons. La Puerta. He, uh, oh, oh, Sammy La Puerta, quietly on pace for a great rookie season. Hell yeah. Uh kind of like Hunter Henry. Um he, he just has a, a solid amount of targets in both games so far. And he's caught eleven of those targets. Well, he's had eleven targets, he's caught ten of them. No touchdowns have came yet, but the usage is there and his snap percentage is high. So Sam Laporta, um, I think he'll continue to be a weekly top twelve tight end if this usage continues, which doesn't really say much because you know we all we always talk about this. Outside of the top three, top four guys. It falls off, but he's put up about ten points a game, which is fucking fantastic for a tight end. All right, old big Sammy boy out of Detroit. He's gonna be good, man. I like I like Laporta. He's gonna be really good. Uh, all right, Tyler, big Herbie Herbox start of the week is at tight end is Kyle Pitts. Oh boy, I think we yeah. all knew who who Kyle Pitts is. Um, the breaker of hearts. The Steeler Pitts. of fantasy points. The, the come on, he's uh, what is he? He's a fucking. He's an enigma. He's like a, a spirit that visits you every once in a while, just to remind you he's <laughs> the ghost he's, of Kyle Pitts. Yeah, he'll come visit you every once in a while when you forget. Hey, just so you know, I'm still living in this house, motherfucker. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, just so you know, I put up two points for you last week. Remember that. Er- Every once in a while on a Sunday night, I hear a little rustling in the corner of the room and I look up and it's the ghost of Kyle Pitts. <laughs> spooking you? Yeah, like, hey, don't forget. Don't forget about me. Like, fuck. All right. Uh, yeah, Tyler chose Kyle Pitts. What a fucking joke. Uh, Pitts and the Falcons passing offense has been awful so far this season, but if there was ever a game for Pitts to put up production says Tyler Big Herbie Herbach. It's going to be this week against the brand new Lions, as some might say on another show that is shitty. Uh, They're <laughs> giving up the third most points to tight end so far. That is the Detroit Lions uh, so far this season, which is a trend from last year when they are giving up more than 13 points per game to the tight end position and gave up uh, the second most touchdowns in the league to the tight end position. Uh, it's an hour and ever for Pitts, says Tyler. Uh, he's betting on now. Fuck. I mean, I guess so. If it, if it is this week, you got to do it. And if you draft him where you drafted him, why not just send it one more time? Because it's not like you're picking someone up off of the waivers right now that you're really, really feeling as yeah. a tight end. I think it's pretty pretty clear and obvious uh, what this offense is. 
they want to run the ball. They want to use their running backs. Um, they don't want to do. Off. They don't want to do anything too complicated with uh, their young quarterback. So, yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I guess you can play Kyle Pitts if you drafted him, play him. Um, but man, yeah, if he puts up another dud this week, I, I'm one hundred percent moving on. Yeah, try to trade him. I mean, shit. Give him one more try, but if not, trade him. Get somebody. Maybe get a Sam Laporta and like a, throw a, a draft pick in there or something. All right. Uh, my tight end sit of the week is going to be Tyler's Higby. Oh, shots fired. You know, Higby was expected to be kind of a target hog. Without Cooper Cup in the in the picture, but uh, clearly that has not been the case. Or this offensive strategy, um, Puka, Nakua, Tutu Atwell, they both stepped up uh, tremendously and filled that void. You know, even though Tyler Higby and the reason why he makes my sit list is you think it would be obvious, right? Um, he's been shit, but um, he actually has a really good matchup this week against the Bengals, who are allowing the fourth most points to the tight end position um and Higby did receive seven targets last week um which i think those two factors might entice people to to go ahead and stream them i'm still avoiding tyler's Higby until uh until we see something change in this offense because right now it is the puka show it's the tutu atwell show it's the kyron williams show and they're leaning on their young talented guys uh to move the ball until cooper cup gets back so Right now, I think, you know, Tyler's Higby is maybe the fourth, fifth, maybe even sixth option on this offense right now. And I just, uh, oh, yeah, I don't want to play with that. No, sir, we're not playing with Tyler's Higby. It's disappointing to see all, the, all those targets did go the other way, you know, to uh, Tutu and Puka. But, yeah, right now I'm avoiding him just like I'm avoiding my tight end sit of the week, uh, Chig and Quanco. Am I? Oh, fucking close Chig enough. Hey, you hit it out of the factory. Park. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, th- there was off season hype for this guy. Get some more drops. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta get some more drops, but, uh, <laughs> all the off season hype for, uh, Chig, it's completely faded away. Now he's drowning in a horrible, just a shitty ocean of horrible passing. And he's he's got no life jacket or nothing. He's going down, I think. Right now, he's a boomer bust guy, and all he's done is bust. If he's the only tight end that you have rostered, I'm finding somebody else. you got to pivot. Pivot. As we've been saying so many times. He has six targets in two games, 35 yards. He is on the field a lot, but this team is just trash offensively. So I'm avoiding the shit out of him. I don't want nothing to do with him, especially this week. Yeah, for sure. I uh, drafted uh, old Chiggy in a couple leagues and uh, been very disappointing. Um, most of those leagues were draft you know, early drafts, like either before or right after uh, DeAndre got signed. So I think that's changed this offense tremendously, and uh, it's kind of put Chig on the back burner for now. So it is what it is. Send it back to the chocolate factory. Yeah, a Quanka chocolate factory. <laughs> Willy Wonka. I don't know what I'm trying there. Willy Aquanka. Good one. <laughs> uh all right, Tyler, big herbie box sit of the week is uh Zach Ertz, the tight end for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh he said, I know we just brought up Zach Ertz in our waiver wire episode, uh, because he's had great production for the Cardinals so far this season, but the Cowboys defense is going to be much going to be too much uh, for them to handle this week. Uh, they have one of the best pass rushes in the league, which won't give Josh Dobbs enough time to target Ertz down the field. I expect him to have a very down week. Um, I agree with you, Tyler, wholeheartedly. I would sit every single Arizona Cardinal uh, that I can. So I agree. I had James Conner earlier as my running back sit. I would also sit Zach Ertz. I would sit Marquise Hollywood Brown. And I can't imagine you're willing to start anyone else besides those three. Yeah, one of the few things that hasn't changed since the beginning of the season is that everyone thought the Cardinals were going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. 
And that's right on track. They are certainly that. Tank for Caleb. Nah. I just need to see some good football. Fuck it. Just do something. Please. Do something. Like poking a do. dead body with a stick. You're just like, come on, move. Like, yeah, it's, qu- it's quite sad, for sure. <sighs> R.I.P. to the Cardinals. All right, that'll do it uh, for our start sit episode this week. We appreciate Whoa. you all. What? What about Stinky's defense of the week, dude? Oh, you got a defense for the people? Come on. Hell yeah. I got. I only did one. Don't make me. I, I could go off on this. But, yeah, I got one for you. Stinky's defense of the week. Seattle's all defense. Right. Yeah, it's a team that's been struggling. I like them a lot this week because they're going against – Going up against the Panthers, who we talked about earlier, are probably not going to have Bryce Young. Come on. Uh, Andy Dalton is going to be his replacement and starting at quarterback. Come on. Come on. The offense was already horrible. I don't think Andy Dalton's going to be much of a change. Come and on. Seattle's been pretty respectable against the run. So <clears throat> Come as long on. as they can shut down the run, which is all the Panthers got going for them, that defense is going to go off. Hopefully get some turnovers. Hell yeah, man. That's what we needed. You know? That's what the people we need- needed. We needed a nice... Just fucking filthy, disgusting, dirty, smelly, stinky defense. You know what I mean? Oh, it's stinky, dude. I'm not watching any of these picks of the week all year. (laughs) All right. Well, that'll do it uh, for our start and sits of the week. Week three, good luck to you all um, in your matchups. If you have start and sit questions, hit us up at the FF Fathers on Twitter. We'd be happy to give you our opinion and why. Uh, So uh, thank you again for listening. Please subscribe if you could. That would be awesome. Pretty sure it's free. Right? Oh, that's why you should give it five stars. And five stars would be awesome as, as a review or a rating. We appreciate you all very much. And we'll see you next week for uh, week four. Waiver wires. Come on. Goodbye. Oh, yeah, baby. Good luck this week. Bye.